Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Here we go for a time and a half. Here now with all of today's cruise and travel news and a bit of commentary. It's the guru of the seas himself, Tom Drake. It is indeed himself on this uh, Saturday morning, actually, 7.14 a.m. We are recording this podcast at a more humane hour. If you didn't listen to yesterday's podcast, I was doing it at 4, 4.15 or 4.30 in the morning because I had a very busy day yesterday. Welcome to the podcast. I am the podcaster because I'm the one speaking. You're the listener because you're hopefully listening. And, of course, this is the mascot of the debacle. <laughs> That is the duck, and we welcome you on a Saturday as we talk about what's going on in the cruise and travel industry. But before we do that, we always talk about what happened in my life the last 24, 36 hours. I stole this idea from watching Regis and Kathy Lee many, many years ago. Nobody better at it than Regis Philbin talking about what happened the day before. We could actually have a podcast just called, Hey, What Happened the Day Before? Well, many people that know my wife and I for a long time are aware of the fact that she required a hip replacement surgery. She really doesn't want me to talk about it too much. But uh, I was amazed. I remain amazed at modern medicine. You know, there was a time, you know, working in the cruise industry for almost 30 years and specifically on cruise lines that catered to an old demographic. You hear about orthopedic surgery a lot. I got knees, I got elbows, hips, whatever. I got a pickleball concussion, everything, everything known to man. So, uh, you know, but the hip was always this. Everybody always said the same thing. Yeah, the hip's not bad. The knee, oh, the knee, what a problem. I have my knee, hip. I did both hips at the same time. It was a piece of cake. Are you kidding me? It was a, it was a croissant. It was a lovely French croissant. But the knee, what a problem. Well, the hip went so easy. And I, I was at first apprehensive because you know me, I have to complain and criticize everything. It wasn't in a hospital. It was in a surgery center. What is that? Next to a 7-Eleven. Where the hell are we going? I'll tell you what, if you're ever in Orlando and need any orthopedic surgery done, uh, the doctor's name is Travis Van Dyke. Very, very, how do you use the word, crusty? Just not a lot of bedside manner. I would say that probably right to his face. He wouldn't like it. Who cares? He's a hell of a mechanic. A deep voice, how you doing? We're ready to go. Uh, in and out, 35, 40 minutes. Out goes the old hip, in goes the new hip. Uh, it was done at the Sand Lake Surgery Center. The ladies there, predominantly all, all women there, uh, nothing short of spectacular. Sylvia and all of the nurses could not have been nicer, uh, more professional. Professional, just a uh, well-run operation. And you know how hard it is for me not to look at something and go, wait a minute, what the hell are you doing here? Uh, really first class. Uh, and done in 40 minutes, tops, in and out, and then home in three hours. Home now and dealing with it. You know, yeah, there's going to be a lot of pain. You got to burn, things like that. But just a spectacular operation top to bottom in this doctor, Dr. Travis Van Dyke. He has a very deep voice. Um, one of the well-known 
hip guys. He he gave me a kind of a, a weird look first time I met him because uh, I was actually talking about another doctor in the building who does backs. And I said, Doc, I'm from Jersey. We don't know anybody's names. You're the hip guy. The other guy's the back guy. You know, we, we got a hand guy. And he looked at me like, and I've got a lot of education and you grab yourself on stage. Shut up. So anybody interested, uh, well done hip replacement and excellent recovery. And we're uh, grateful to Sand Lake Surgery Center. Center. And uh, let's get to the podcast. Enough of that personal stuff. You can't make fun of the. You can't even make jokes about it. It's a serious thing. But uh, I'm lucky. I've everything seems to be working for, except the brain. Everything is pretty good right now. Uh, before I get to the podcast, I saw this one of the trade magazines last night. Yeah, Virtuoso. I've mentioned it before. They're the uh, one of the cruise planners, agents, whatever you want to call them, who deal with the the wealthy people that predominantly they sell upscale cruising and land tours. And they have their best of, they all do this now, their best of, and the best of uh, Expedition Cruise Line for 2023, uh, it went to Cork Expedition, and uh, I just realized now it's for 2023 because I questioned how they could be the best when they had two people die in one of their expeditions, <laughs> but it was last year. Last year. There's nothing funny about that other than how can you be the best at something when two people, you know, died from a flip Kodiak? Uh, that, that has to knock you down a couple of points. You know, when they come to do the health inspection on the ship, if you got this wrong or that wrong, they nick you. You got a nick, a couple of nicks. So having two people die on your cruise, that's got to be a couple of nicks. Yeah, I mean, it really is. But it happened in 2022. So they rebounded as of uh, August uh, 19th, uh, 2023. Quark hasn't had anybody uh, leave the planet thanks to one of their Zodiac expeditions. So so I started that for no apparent reason because there really isn't any solution to that. I give myself, you know what I believe? I don't care what you believe. All right, a quick visit to the mailbag. I learned something. I learned something every day. Even though I'm the guru of the seas, I know everything, I've done everything, I've seen everything. I did not know that Crystal Cruise, Crystal, has done away with casinos. There aren't casinos. As far as I can tell, there are not casinos on the two Crystal ships. I have a particular theory about that or an opinion about that. On the smaller upscale ships, it's just not that big a deal. Uh, now, one of my listeners, uh, I believe it was Vernon, said, I won't go on because that's a no an, uh, a, a deal breaker for me. But it's a small amount of people now who go to the casino. It's just, and you know, I'll talk a little bit later about um, cruise lines now that are getting into the live on board and run your business on board and work on board. And I have a problem with that kind of small-minded thinking when the market is massive, when only 31 or 32 million people cruised last year in a world that's full of millions and millions and millions. Are you so desperate that you're for that little part of it? And I guess Crystal decided for the amount of work involved operating the casino, for the amount of revenue that generates, they're better off with another restaurant. And they do have several on these crystal ships, so they're better off with that. I also had a nice email from, from, from listeners who thanked me for keeping it to 30 minutes. Let me make this point. You can quit anytime you want. Just hang in for the stories, like the headlines. Just hang into the second commercial. After that, I don't care what you do. Go take a shower with your wife. What? Uh, not this demographic. Also, uh, someone wanted to know why I bought a car that wouldn't fit in the garage. Well, you know. You're an idiot. That's why. <laughs> and a scammer. It was a tough situation. One was too small and one was too big. 
I'm a man. We go with the too big. You know what I'm saying? You're not going with the small. Uh-uh. Why, why, is, why do old Jewish uh, oncologists buy a Corvette? Why? I saw that. I was in the Chevy dealer. I swear to God. This guy came in. Before he bought the Corvette, he wanted to hear the engine roar. I'm not kidding. And I looked at my salesman, Edward Wolf, and I'm guessing, I'm guessing the man is a Jewish oncologist. And now I know. I'm going to hear about it. Why does he have to be Jewish? I don't know why. I don't know. I don't, I'm not saying you're smaller than other men, but it seems like there's some substitution thing going on. How about the headlines? Uh, it's Saturday, by the way. The Saturday podcast will be smaller because that's the way the Saturday newspaper is. I'm not going to go into detail about that. This is not really travel related, but it's a it's a look into the future, and it's very impressive. Uh, they have electric buses now in Miami for the Miami Dade school system. I'm going to talk about these buses. They're very cool. How about this? I get really depressed when I see this. Princess got involved in another TV show. I tried to sell a TV show about five, six years ago called Best at Sea. It would have been a huge hit, but I just didn't get in front of the right people. Since then, they have pissed away, I'll use the words, on backing these godforsaken shows uh, that don't do anything. The new Love Boat was a dating game. Nobody watched it. Uh, My show, it would have been a huge hit because, well, because I said so. Uh, there's it's in, only in Britain. There's a show on TV five in Britain now. It's filmed on board the Regal Princess, and the title of the show: Fun-Loving Brits at Sea. Where am I going with that story? Uh, how about this? I've talked about this a lot about the fact that cruise lines need to recognize the value of the crew members and. To get the best people, you have to treat them better. Well, the new Silver Nova, that's the new ship from Silver Sea. Some of the crew areas are nothing short of spectacular. The crew areas on the Silver Nova are nicer than the guest areas were on the first ships I worked for, for Norwegian and back in the day. I mean, spectacular. Quick story about Skagway and the Big Rock. Skagway and the Big Rock, that's probably a TV show that some cruise line is going to back sooner or later. Uh, And also... This idea of living and working on board. Very short-sighted, very small-minded. It's a small, little, itty-bitty market. Why are you wasting your time? Learn to sell the value of cruising. Get out there and sell the value of cruising. Listen to me, people. I am the guru. All right. Two things about two things about this story. It's about the Miami Dade school system. Two things about the story. Number one is very interesting, and number two, it was in English. <laughs> Every comic makes fun of that. The fact that it's not Miami is not Miami anymore. It's a, it's a, it's Cartagena. Anyway, they bought twenty Bluebird Vision electric school buses, right? And you know, I like to play this. One, two, three, four, five. This doesn't relate to the travel industry, except it does, because I did have the story about Europe Cruises, the port agent, tour operator people who only want to take people on electric buses. They want to sell the idea of electric buses. But in the meantime, there is, you know, a left-wing wingnut at the school system who wanted these electric buses in the worst way. And they're very cool. Uh, number one, they, they can recharge themselves. Well, let me tell you the story. The buses have a 120-mile range, which is fine. That's practical. That's You're not doing more than 120 miles a day with, with a school bus. Um, and the flood of power put in the charging stations where the buses are parked. So they've got the charging stations. They've got the electric buses. They'll go 120 miles. This whole thing makes 
nothing but good sense, which shocks me because you know there are bureaucrats and politicians involved in this. But James Hicks, he's the director of the Miami-Dade School System Transportation Department, said, I'm excited because we're taking the first step into reducing our carbon footprint. I'm excited because they're making a step that makes sense. They got it together. They got their together, as you know, the word goes. Um, and uh, uh, one of the, they, they they took the people from the TV stations out for a ride on the school bus. That ought to be a good story. You know, to think back, it wasn't that long ago that these cub reporters were actually in grammar school, maybe like the week before that. Uh, anyway, they, they went on the ride, and according to the article here, it was a smooth and a quiet journey. It's funny to me because, you know, school buses were, for years, diesel-powered, very loud, and so were the kids. I mean, between the kids and the school bus, you couldn't even hear yourself. Uh, And now the bus, you know, electric is very quiet. So now you hear the kids screaming even more. So you haven't reduced your your audio footprint that much, but you reduced your carbon footprint. Holly Thorpe, uh, this is like the Greta Thunberg of Miami, uh, she, she loves it. Um, she's been championing the product since sixth grade. Now, I don't know how old she is now. It doesn't say. She might be in seventh grade. And she, Oh, here we go. Uh, they're finally here five years later. So this is a sixth grader that was pushing the school system to buy buses, and she got it done. Unlike Greta Thunberg, who runs around flapping her gums and getting nothing done. I have no idea if that is right or not. Um, she said they're finally here five years later, and it's amazing amazing to see that they're here. Uh, old diesel school buses, I used to ride them when I was younger. When I was younger, that was six years ago. And your head hurt. You can feel the smoke. It doesn't feel good to ride on. Okay, this is all good. You're saying why? Tom? Why do you bring it up? Because these buses have seatbelts. I've said this for years. How the hell could you not have seatbelts on a school bus? We have to ticket or click it or ticket uh, all over uh, Florida, but and they have seatbelts. They also have a special button to make sure the driver checks for any students left on the bus before they exit. So especially ones that are armed. <laughs> it is Miami. Uh, anyway, I, it's not related to travel yet, but it will be. And then let the guru make another point then. Why Why they're, they're, they want these green, greeny, left-wing, wingnut electric buses for tours? When are we going to start putting seatbelts on tour buses. How many times do you read in the news a bus rolls over, a bus was in a crash, and how many people died because they flew out the windows and went this way and that way? I know, I know what you're saying. It takes long enough to load the bus now, showing them how to use the seatbelt. You could be there, skip the tour. We'll just drive around the block and take it back home again. But think about that. Does it make sense? We're worried about electric and saving the carbon footprint. How about put seatbelts on a tour bus and save these old farts' brains? Anyway. So here's the TV show called, what's it called again? Fun-Loving Brits at Sea? That has to be, that had to be tongue-in-cheek. Are you serious? Hold on a minute. Do I have one of those? Yeah, get him the hell out of here. Oh, that's it. That's not it. That's not the one I wanted. That's this, is it? What the hell were you thinking? Yeah, so they have this... Uh, they have this TV show on TV5 in, in London now, England now, um, and they follow a group of holidaymakers. That's what they are at Great Britain. Uh, they're on vacation in Jersey. Hey, what are you doing, Joe? We're going on a cruise, you know? We're going on a cruise. In England, I say, we're going on a bit of a holiday. They're holidaymakers, and they're going to sail through the Med aboard the Regal Princess, and it starts running this week. You won't be able to see it, although it might show up on BBC America. You don't know. This series will look at cruising from a range of perspectives and what it means for those setting sail on their new dream holiday. Oh, my God. It's a 
documentary, but it's a reality show done on the cheap, um, done on the cheap. We're, and according to um, uh, somebody here, some uh, guy that's in the vice president of, oh, I'm sorry, I work for Princess. He's the vice president of Princess Cruises UK. Uh, he said Channel 5's new TV series promises to be a real celebration of all things cruise and showcase. All right, now, now let me tell you my honest opinion. I think it's a very good idea. I think the only way to sell cruising now is to do it this way, almost a third-party referral, as long as it turns out to be positive, because you're actually going to see the... I've worked the Regal Princess many times. It's a big, beautiful ship. You're actually going to see what it's like to be on board, and you're going to see it in a different way. It's not an interview. You're going to watch holiday makers interacting with each other, you know. Uh, and the in the first episode, uh, viewers will watch the newbies, first-time cruisers, and best friends, Andy and Rachel, also expert travelers from the Isle of Wight, the Walker Green family, and the, who combine homeschooling and holidays. I'm getting sick to my stomach. Here's the deal. And also a solo traveler. So here's how they plotted this thing. They've got the first-time cruisers who are going to be blown away. Look at all that bacon. <laughs> and then they have the people that have cruised many, many, many times. The bacon is very fatty. And then they're going to have the solo tru- uh, tru- uh, uh, cruiser. Uh, her name is Carla. And... Uh, she is bringing her new cruise to friends along for the ride. So you always have that friend who is going to try to convince you you're going to love cruising. You don't really think you're going to love it. It can go either way. I wonder whether it'll be really honest. It's going to be chopped up. It's got to be chopped up to make Princess look good. Why would you back it? Why would no? Why would you put your money behind an you know episode that people are going to go, this place sucks? Anyway, I wish I could watch it because, but it's on um, English TV, you know? I wonder if they're going to have a cup of tea. Hey, Regal's a nice ship. Uh, it, it really is a nice ship. So I worked the Regal and the Royal. I worked both of those when they came out, you know, because I'm, you know, I also work on Crystal. Did I mention that? I get on my soapbox very, a lot, very a lot. That's not very good grammar. It's Saturday. I find myself more disconnected, honestly, at 7.31 in the morning than I did yesterday at 4.30 in the morning. Sometimes the brain just doesn't want to engage, and it could be. It could be because I'm I'm not getting time and a half. I love those. Remember those words? Time and a half. I'm working on the weekend getting time and a half. Silver Sea, uh, they're owned by Royal Caribbean. Royal Caribbean gets it when it comes to treatment of crew. I mean, I haven't worked for Royal in years, but I remember being in some of the areas for the crew on Royal Caribbean. I'm going back probably 15 years ago, and they were really, really, really well done. And their uh, their staff mess was really, really well done. They've, they've always been on top of uh, crew treatment for a long time. When they designed the Silver Nova, um, Silver Sea followed along with Royal Caribbean. And according to Roberto Brazzone, Roberto Brazzone, he's the SVP of Marine Operations. He called the crew the heart of our business. Thank you. Thank you, Bobby. Bobby Brazzone, thank you. He gets it. Without that, without those people out front, you've got, oh, God. Let me tell you what happens if you don't have a lot of good people out front. Then you're trying to convince people to stay on board and live on board, or you're trying to convince them they could live and work on board. You're doing all these little niche things instead of going for the big win. And the big win is send them home happy. It is something my wife and I say all the time. It's such a simple business. It isn't a simple business to execute. 
but in his plan, it's easy. Send them home happy, within reason. I mean, honestly, you know, you pay extra for a lobster, uh, whatever it is. And let's say it's carnival. I think it's $5 for a lobster. And if somebody wants another lobster, you can't give it to them. You got to charge them another five bucks. If that drives him crazy, you don't want them as a guest anyway. I have no idea why I use that as an analogy, but it makes sense. Anyway, they have built crew areas on this Silver Nova, which is not a big ship. It's the biggest in the Silver Sea family. Uh, you can't see the pictures of it, but they have an indoor-outdoor. They have a spa. They have a small spa with a sauna, a steam room, and massage chairs in the crew area on Silver Nova. Are you kidding me? That's unbelievable in this business. That is really treating the crew special. And I've made this point many times. For some reason, the bosses of every cruise line think it doesn't matter. Uh, They're there to work. They're there to work. It doesn't matter. But they forget. They get to go home. They get to ride the bright line home to Boca and go into their house and live their life. These kids have to, when they're done 11 hours, they have to go somewhere to unwind. And, you know, it's nice to walk into your crew area, your lounge, and it looks the same as it does upstairs. That's very impressive. Congratulations to Silver Sea. Uh, Skagway and the Big Rock. Let me check time here because it's Saturday. I'm not trying to cheat you. I'm trying to keep to my format. Yeah, 20 minutes. Um, In Skagway, again, this is the guru talking, and many, many listeners have been to Skagway before. My friends Ernie and Ellen have been to Skagway 277 times. Look at that rock. Uh, When you pull in, there are several docks, uh, spaces to park, so to speak, in Skagway. And the one you don't want is the one all the way to the right, looking right at the little town. You don't want to be on the right. That's where the rock slides occur. Serious rock slides. And when you get off the ship, you look up and there are nets trying to hold back this rocky mountain. I'm not kidding. And it seems there's a bit of a discussion between the cruise lines and the town fathers, the bureaucrats, the politicians who say, don't worry about the rocks. The rocks are going to be fine. It's all It's a couple of pebbles. Don't worry. It'll be good. Don't worry. NCL said the hell with you. The NCL Bliss, I guess, was assigned that spot next April 2024 in Skagway for the month of April. That was going to be their spot. And they decided, no, we're not going. And the mayor there, mayor whatever, Bachigaloup, the mayor said, you know, some people don't agree with us. What can we do? Well, they have a problem. They know it. Um, they have to fix that. If you go there, you can't believe it. In fact, it, it's been there forever. There are uh, the names of all the cruise ships, cruise ships that visited Skagway are on that rock wall. But it is a rock wall that collapses sometimes. And some people are a little worried about that. If you own a seven, $800 million cruise ship with 4,000 guests on board and you're parked next to a rock wall that could collapse, what would you do? I would skip it. It's unfortunate. Remember this too, from the guru. I've told you this in the past. Holland America and Princess own Alaska. Carnival Corporation owns the train in Skagway. They own it, right? I have a good feeling that none of their ships get docked next to the rock wall. I could be wrong. I am, you know, I'm no, well, I am an expert to a point. I don't know for sure, and it doesn't matter. I'm pretty sure, though, nobody in the Carnival family parks next to the rock wall. And NCL finally said, you know, screw it. The icy straight point is there's some other great spots to go. It's a train ride. Get over it. And that's it. It's a small town. I've talked about it in the past. The July 4th parade going back six years ago, they went down the street and came back the other way to make it a parade. 
There's uh, zero. There's uh, some, uh, so you go look at some uh, grave sites and you ride a train and get over it. It's a nice little spot, but those spots are all over the world. So I give NCL a lot of credit for telling the mayor and the rest of the politicians, you know what, kiss my bliss. We're not doing it. And here's finally the story about uh, it is Azamara is one of the cruise lines that is going to be rolling out a, a program where you can live and work on board. Um, there is, I didn't know this, there's somebody on Royal Caribbean named Super Mario who lives on board all the time and he's a stock trader and he lives on board the ship and they, everybody's increasing the speed of the internet to, so they can do this. So you can operate your business from the ship. I don't agree with this at all. And the reason I don't agree with it is because the market is massive. Millions and millions and millions of people. What do we have? 330 million people in the U.S., 40-some million. Don't quote me on this. However many in Canada, 40 million with a discount. Um, and then you have U U.K., Australia, New Zealand. They're all over the world. And you're worried about some guy that wants to trade stocks? Is that a big sale? Oh, guess what I just did. We have it on board, Oceana. We have a guest that signed up for three years. All right, whatever. You know, that was a big sale. But that's not the market. The market is massive. So they have to start thinking about how do we convince the market that cruising is a great value and it's a great vacation. How do you do it? I don't know. If I knew how to do it, would I be doing this? Would I be in a room talking to myself, trying to tell people what to do? I don't have it anymore. I took it out. The one I had to house the view from the cheap seats. But what can you do? Uh, anyway, that's it. It's a really, all right, if you're still with me, God bless you. You are loyal. You are incredibly loyal because this podcast didn't have any zip, zap, or nothing. But we got through it anyway. And I would like to. I do wish we could chat longer. What happened to you? Even he doesn't want to talk on a Saturday. This place is falling apart. Sell the cruises to the masses. Don't worry about some guy with a laptop. What do you do? Uh, you know what? I sell uh, I sell mattresses over the internet, by the way. I slept on the couch. <laughs> because I'm the caretaker. I got a brand new multi-thousand dollar mattress that was sleeping on the couch. Touch what you do when you're married. I'm the caretaker. Caretaker? No the nurse. Caretaker sounds worse. Have a good weekend. I'll take it tomorrow off. I don't care what you tell me. I am taking tomorrow off. And I'll be back Monday bigger and better than ever. Probably bigger. Because I'm all I'm doing is eating spaghetti. Alright. Thanks for listening. Thanks for the shares and the likes. Tell everybody you're having a good time listening to this for the first 15 minutes and then you bail out because the guy keeps talking and talking and talking. Only 26 minutes, Kathy. It's Saturday. Have a good weekend. What about you? Shut up. People are listening. Shut up. People are listening going, you can go now, Tom. You can go. Maybe I'll just, I'll talk till the music stops. Talk to you Monday. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.